This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 62. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. And this is Brett Hurst. My husband. And we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast, and I'm glad you found this podcast, is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Who are you talking to? Our audience of 11 people. Um, (laughs) And so uh, before we jump in, I want to – sometimes we share a little tip of the day or a little resource or something, and I found something that's really cute. We have talked on this episode many times about John Gottman, who uh, runs the Gottman Institute up in Washington, does more marriage research than pretty much anyone on the planet, is quoted by everyone. Well, the Gottman Institute has has some fun little um, apps for your phone, and one of them is called the Love Maps Mm. app. And it's just a cute little conversation starter app for couples. I think it's like $1.99, I think is what I paid for it. And it's cute. And sometimes, you know, you're out to dinner, and you're just kind of, I don't know, tired from the week. You know, maybe you're just in the midst of daily grind. You have nothing to come up with, or you think you don't. Pull out your little app. And it's just got some little fun starter questions that you can just do over dinner. You might find yourself leaving the app and having (laughs) long conversations without it. But it's just cute. I liked it. And someone had recommended it to me, so I wanted to recommend it to our audience of 11. Sounds pretty cool. Okay. A bargain at any price. Yes. Well, today's episode is called Routine of Romance. Routine of romance. Yes, and I was trying to roll my R's, which I can't do, so I can't make it sound sexy. Give it a shot. (laughs) Routine of romance. I can't do it. (laughs) So you might think, you know, routine and romance, how does that even go together? Well, speaking of Gottman, uh, you've heard us talk a lot on this episode about many of his principles that he's discovered in his decades of research. Mm. One of his principles is called turning toward each other, and which sounds like a major duh, you know, of course, if you're married, you're going to be turning toward each other, but it doesn't come as naturally as you might think. It really doesn't. And uh, the natural inertia of a relationship tends to grow apart. Mm -hmm. So turning toward each other, you have to sometimes get a little creative and find new ways of making that happen. And so rituals of connection can help you do that on a regular basis. And so we wanted to kind of talk about that today. This was my idea. It was your idea. In fact, See, yeah, I have ideas some sometimes. good ideas lately. That's right. some good episode titles. Um, so I like, I was doing a little research on this, kind of pulling some different ideas up. And I liked this phrase, patterns of engagement. Okay. What Just, does that mean? Well, because, you know, in a marriage life cycle, you've got years and years and years of events, and you've got all kinds of special days, you know, Mm -hmm. birthdays and celebrations and holidays and vacations and all that fun stuff. And everyone looks forward to that. But I like the idea of what's your rhythm of just 
daily connection, weekly connection, mm-hmm. and maybe even like monthly, quarterly, and you know, kind of thinking along those terms of what's more regular ways of connecting that build your foundation, build on your foundation of romance. So these are like predictable things that are part of your uh, system that you can look forward to? Yeah, and I think for some couples, they may not even think about these things being rituals of connection or even related to romance because they might be something they do every day. Mm -hmm. They may not even think about it. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of like the idea of having a conversation around what are the things you may not think about and what are the things you can start doing that you might not think would would matter. And again, these are powerful because Gottman asserts from research how powerful it is to do this ongoing connection, intentional connecting. Yeah. So like there's a... a, I'm skipping ahead here on the script, but um, we'll come back to it. Uh, our friends Casey and Vicki, who've been married, um, gosh, I think almost 40 years probably by now, um, he brings her a cup of coffee every single morning to wake her up. Yep, he Which, does. for those of you who are not coffee drinkers, you may go, I don't get it. But those of you who are coffee drinkers, like moi, says... M- most of America. Man, that is a way to my heart, you know. And just the idea that they've, you know... And I'm he, I'm sure there are days he's missed. He's been out of town or sick or whatever. But for the most part, he does that for her every morning. And ever since I heard that, I thought that was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, bringing her a cup of coffee, waking her up, giving her that little ritual, mm-hmm. I think is just really cool. And that is one of those ways you can connect. And again, it doesn't have to be over the top romantic, mm-hmm. but sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking of your spouse. So it makes her probably feel more secure in their love relationship and so forth. Yeah. Okay. So three, this is something that we've learned in the marriage education field. The, the marriage education experts say that the three most important connecting points in a married couple's day, and Ooh, we we may time. have shared these on the podcast before, I'm, I'm not sure, um, of course, is number one, when a couple parts at the beginning of the day. So how they say goodbye mm-hmm. when they are leaving for work, or maybe one person's leaving for work, one person stays home, something like that. So I say goodbye in French. <laughs> I would like an example of that on air, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the second Not most happening. important part of the day for connecting is when they reunite at the end of the day, when a couple says hello at after work or after school or whatever. Hey, you. <laughs> and then the third most important time is when they go to sleep at night and when the, how they say goodnight to each other. Yeah. Last night, you said goodnight kind of like this. Mm. <laughs> Okay, wait. I actually, last night we had to go to bed really early because you had a very early morning. Yeah. And normally we have this whole bedtime routine where um, we we turn on the TV and we watch some like really old comforting show like Leave it to Beaver or Andy Griffith <laughs> right. or we've even been in a Petticoat Junction routine lately. Something that will... <laughs> Easily put you to sleep. Yeah. And so, and what typically happens is like we, we turn it on kind of low, not really loud, and I drift off, and you're either still reading a book or on your tablet or whatever, and you wait till the show's over, then you click it off. And it means the next morning, inevitably, because I am the fastest sleeper on the planet. I wish that was an Olympic sport because I would 
so win a gold medal for that. How fast I can go to sleep. Yes. I mean, like, bang. Yeah. So to the next morning, usually the next morning, I'm like, what happened on Beaver? You know, what (laughs) happened on Andy Griffith? I fell asleep. And so we had this whole ritual. Snooze, you lose. Well, last night, we had to go to bed by a certain time, and you were concerned that you were, you know, going to be tired the next morning. So we didn't have any television on. We just turned out the lights, turned off the TV, and it was so stark. So I wasn't in the greatest. How mood are you as today I, after that traumatic? I'm a little shift. tired, actually. But one thing, you—it's funny that you bring up the bedtime thing because I was thinking as I was t- thinking about this episode. I don't know if you've noticed this or not because we haven't talked about it. But typically at our house, you and I think every couple has kind of a rhythm this way. But you are tend to be the one who says "I love you" first, uh-huh. like when we're hanging up the phone or when we're seeing each other. And that's not because you love me more than I love you. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's just because you just that's just your go to quicker. You can get there quicker than I can. Okay. But have you noticed that as I'm drifting off when Petticoat Junction is on, (laughs) I lately have been intentional to say, I love you, because I know I'll say it first in that space. What do you want, points? Have you noticed? Wow. (laughs) It's so good that we teach this stuff because, you know, just it's great. Um, So moving forward, moving right along, moving right to the end of this episode, hopefully quickly. (laughs) What we want to ask, you know, our audience to think about, what are your daily routines of romance? And what surely do you, do you can every come day? up with something better than Petticoat Junction. Well, I was I was going to the I love you during Petticoat Junction, but okay. moving on. Uh, so what are your daily routine, your routines of romance? What do you do at least on a daily basis? Think of your typical weekday. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I think about that, I think about how you almost every day, I mean, unless it's a very unusual schedule for you, you call me at some point during the day right. um, just to check in, you know, yeah. maybe on your way to lunch or on your definitely on your way home from work. You mm-hmm. like to call and kind of check in. Um, typically, we'll send each other a little email, maybe even if we find something cute on the internet, like a fun little video or something that we know the other would laugh at, yeah. we send that. Um, little texts, you know, you can make use of those emoticons. The little heart emoticons or the little, you know, kissy lips, you know, whatever. I mean, you don't even have to put a long phrase. Just send a little. It, all it does is. The kissy it, lips says it all. Yeah. You. Sometimes you assume a little too much when I send you the kissy lips. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, then I won't read into your kissy lips anymore. I mean, sometimes it's just, you know. <laughs> that, that's what you mean. Sometimes. Gets lost in the emoticon. <laughs> But Next time you send the kissy lips, I'll say, please clarify. <laughs> okay, so what other little daily things do you think? Uh, I, when I think back to those connecting moments that mm-hmm. Gottman talks about, uh, we try to tell couples when they part in the morning and when they see each other at night, you know, embrace or kiss mm-hmm. each other or say I love you or say I missed you or I was thinking about you today or something like that. Um, I remember back growing up, my parents did that pretty well. I remember them, there was always a kiss goodbye in the morning. Uh-huh. And usually the, what I can remember when they would get home in the evening, there was a, at least a kiss on the cheek or something that just kind of said, I've been thinking about you today. Did they call each other Shug? They called each other Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, not just Shug, but Sugar. Okay. <laughs> like that character on, uh, what is it? Uh, 
King of the Hill. King of the Hill, yeah. Should, Should. yeah. So yeah. can you think of any other little daily things? Like, you know, I'm th- there are a lot of couples we know who put little sticky notes, mm-hmm. you know, on someone's bathroom mirror or maybe put it on their steering wheel in their car, you know. Or, right. Or if you take your lunch to work, you know, putting a little note in there like you do your kids. But, you know, you can do that for your spouse, too. Yeah. There's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah. Anything else that comes to mind on just little daily ways of expressing that? Well, I think if people are able to get lunch with each other occasionally, that's a that's a great thing that they yeah, can. Yeah, I love that idea for sure. Yeah, it's a little hard for us usually because we're in different parts of the city on most work days, but sometimes our schedules work out that way. And if like if today we, we might get lunch. Yeah, I'm counting on it. Cool. You better. <laughs> uh, when we, I remember uh, talking with one couple who was, um, we were kind of coaching them along on something. And one of the things they talked about was uh, he, he, he specifically expressed, he said, I really love it when we kiss on the lips, when we see each other or when we're parting for the day. He said, but I don't like missile kisses. And we cracked up and like, what is, what is that? And he's like, you know, where you purse your lips together too much, you know, and it's like you're kissing your grandma. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, you know, give me, give me a spouse kiss, you know, not like you're going to just go at it right there. But, uh, you know, something to remember me by. Right. (laughs) So no missile kisses. I've I've never forgotten that when he said that. They're a little too dry. Yeah, a little too dry, a little too grandma kisses. Um, And then, you know, we try to tell couples, make sure you're saying the words I love you every day. Yeah. And why do you think couples need to be told that? Because I think a lot of times spouses say, I don't need to say that. He knows I love, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, I think sometimes we can make assumptions. And just because we're doing life together and we're raising the kids together and we're living in the same house together, Mm -hmm. we make assumptions that we love each other. Mm -hmm. Hey, I married you, didn't I? We love, I love you. Um, Why do we really have to say it? I don't know. There's something powerful about saying the words. Yeah, I think there's something powerful about hearing the words. I think we're built to hear those words. Mm -hmm. From our spouses, from our kids, from our friends, yeah. from people we work with in an appropriate way. You know, yeah. I mean, we were built to receive love, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's not something we should take lightly or take for granted. Yeah, and we should we should ma- be taking care of our spouse in that way more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, we should be making sure our spouse knows that we value them in our lives. I agree. Totally. So, um, okay, so I looked up a couple of things, and Les and Leslie Parrott are some of our um, marriage education gurus. They've written tons of books about marriage. Leslie and Leslie Parrott. Yeah, so he has to go by Les because they have the same name, but they're really, really strong in the marriage education world. They talk about doing two things every single day, just along these lines. One is to take time to touch, Mm -hmm. even if it's just for a minute, you know, so we go back to that, you know, an embrace when you're leaving, an embrace when you come home, a kiss, you know, make sure that you're just skin on skin somehow, even if you don't have time to go skin on skin, uh, you can just like I was embrace say, or how about an hour <laughs> or touch each other in some way. So that's the one thing. And then the second thing they talk about is find something that makes you both laugh. Well, that would be impossible for us. No, absolutely not, because we can pretty much laugh at anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's a good thing to try to incorporate, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be a big overture, just something, just connecting, okay, just connecting. So taking time to touch, even if it's for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and then finding something that makes both of you laugh, Yeah, connecting I, over that. I love that. 
Um, okay, so moving on from daily, what about little weekly routines of romance? What do you think? Um, besides the obvious? Besides the obvious? The obvious? <laughs> Are you... I, <laughs> I'm at... You mean our routine or... No, I mean for most married couples. <laughs> Maybe it's not as obvious as I was hoping. <laughs> Maybe we need to start this episode over. Um, yeah, okay. Well, we're not going... Yeah, that. I mean, that's a bigger conversation than just... We're talking about little, small, little rituals okay, of connection. I'll play along. Man. Yeah. Um, okay, so one thing that we've shared on the podcast before is we have a little Friday morning ritual that we do mm-hmm. and... Sometimes we're out of town or we can't do it, but usually we try to make sure it happens. And we've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to it goes back to when our kids used to lead worship at chapel services at their school on Friday morning, and we'd have to be at their school at like eight in the morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, typically we're both off that day, or we try to take some time off that day. And so uh, that morphed into you and I going and just grabbing breakfast mm-hmm. after we would watch the kids do stuff, and then. That became oh let's just kind of linger at breakfast and mm-hmm. we'd have our Kindles or our we'd uh, read for a long tablets or whatever of time. yeah and then we thought well let's add a visit to the gym let's go work out after right. that and so that's what our Friday morning is not the uh, chapel part anymore because our kids are grown but um, we have stuck with that Friday morning routine and I've said over and over and over that is literally one of the major highlights of my week and is, now we've added even like a trip to Walmart or the grocery store I or whatever know it's on top red of hot yeah going to <laughs> Costco. After yeah. we do all Woo-hoo. this, and like lately, it's been summertime, so we'll hang out by the pool after we work out. So nope. it actually becomes like you That's know a hard. little five-hour deal. Like it, it, it's a good chunk of our day, but it's so relaxing, it's so restorative. You and I just get uninterrupted time. It's mm-hmm. so great. And so I know not every couple is in a season of life where they can make that kind of thing happen. But I think what you're saying is you're talking about creating intentionally an amount of time that is, in our case, our time. It's mm-hmm. our time. It mm-hmm. doesn't belong to anybody else. It's our time. Yeah. It's what we like to do. Hey, if you don't want to spend two hours reading with your spouse, don't do That's that. That's not your thing. Find something else. Exactly. But yeah. we enjoy that. So. Yeah. And we'll, we even try to be pretty good about not, you know, kind of picking up our phone or uh, checking email, you know, mm-hmm. not get drawn into, sucked into kind of the work conversation. Making it a business yeah. time and so forth. And just uh, feeding our souls. Yeah, it's that's, your favorite that's phrase. That's my favorite phrase. I know you hate that, but I yeah. like it. No. Um, so be Whatever thinking about works. what other weekly things, you know, maybe it's just a little date night. Maybe it is just a quick movie and mm-hmm. going to grab a bite to eat. Hey, if that's all you can manage, make it happen. Or if it's, like you said earlier, meeting for lunch during the work week or something like that. Well, and some couples who are recreationally oriented, you know, if they live in an area where they can do a day trip, maybe that's what they do on their Friday or their Saturday or Sunday or whatever. They do a, a weekly day trip to go kayaking or mm-hmm. do something outdoors that's fun. That yeah, the, uh, the Just parent, put it on your calendar. Yeah. Less and Leslie Parrott say there are two things you can do every week that kind of keep you connected as a married couple. One is to do something active together that lifts your spirits. Okay. So for us, going to work out is definitely active, mm-hmm. and we feel better when those endorphins are kicking in. Uh, but like you said, you may that may not be your thing. Find something else that, you know, maybe you play tennis together. We've got lots of friends who play golf together yeah. once a week or so. Um, and uh, just find something. That would something. not lift my spirit. <laughs> it would not lift my spirit either. Uh, and then the second thing, all working at the same time. second thing to try to shoot for every week is to boost your partner's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could be just really getting your partner's face in your hands and just say, hey, I haven't told you all week, but I just want you to know 
you know, I'm still crazy about you. <laughs> I think about you all the time. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't mean it just you then. know okay. something, or even just you know. Thinking I thought you of, were giving me a moment there. So. <laughs> I'll give you a moment. <laughs> uh, but boost your partner's self esteem in such a way. You know, you think about how hard all of us work and being thanked for how hard you work. Just that one moment. Uh-huh. Um, man, that can take some people weeks, three weeks of time, just being thanked for how hard they work. In other words, it can really give you energy for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're listening to Marriage to the Max. Marriage to the Max. Welcome back. If you're in the greater Houston area, we want you to know that we host a monthly date night called Dinner and a Marriage, and we'd love to have you join us. So visit dinnerandamarriage.org to find out more details. Dinner and a Marriage is the bomb. <laughs> well, we're continuing our conversation about routine of romance. You're Man, good. that's pathetic. No, that's... <laughs> I like the rolled R thing, so keep working on it. Uh, keep trying. Okay. So moving on, we talked before the break about daily rituals of connection and weekly rituals of connection. What about an idea of a monthly connection? Well, if we go back to what Les and Leslie Parrott suggest, they talk about doing a couple of things. One is to rid yourselves of harmful residue. What do you think that means? What does that mean? Like cleaning out your closet? And- well, that's where my mind goes automatically. Uh-huh. Or cleaning out the garage or doing something to get rid of the excess stuff. I like to purge. (laughs) So that could be one, but maybe another idea could be a a difficult conversation that maybe you've been putting off. Um, More and more couples I'm finding out in my counseling experience that uh, are reticent to have those hard conversations. And Mm -hmm. so things build up and build up and um, maybe to schedule some kind of routine of having things that kind of clear the decks and get mm-hmm. things back to ground zero again. Yeah. When we were uh, a younger married couple, we used to have State of the Union dinners. Yeah. We didn't do them once a month. That was, you know, I don't know that you needed to do that, but but just the idea of where are we? Yeah, Ask me the question, where, where are we and where are we going? That was better than the State of the Union conversations that you would make us have at 2 a.m. in the morning <laughs> yeah. early in our Those marriage. Those were not State of the Union. Those were come-to-Jesus conversations. Yeah. We're out of desperate measures to 
uh, figure out where we're going. Yeah, but they were at all. They were always at two a.m. in the morning. So. I know. So the harmful residue could be a sticky conversation that you've been avoiding, or it could also be cleaning out the garage. Either thing. <laughs> the second thing they talk about is to a monthly fire up passion in the bedroom. Now I know you're on board with this one. Monthly. Come on, we can do no, better than when, that. No, 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 no. I don't. They're not saying have sex once a month. They're uh-huh. saying fire things up, like do something a little different. You know, light the candles, buy a new something something. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm all for that. I know you're all for that. So. And again, we can do better than monthly if you want. I, I, I've got a line item in our budget created for Thank you whatever for you need. Yeah, that's you're, you're so supportive in that way. Uh, coming off of the monthly idea, what about like an annual idea of connecting? Uh, going back to the parrots, they talk about getting together once a year, maybe a little annual marriage retreat, just the two of you, or maybe come to our marriage retreat that we host in Houston. We'd love to have that folks come That would be awesome. But, um, but I like, you know, we did that episode earlier with Chris and Mika, our friends, mm-hmm. uh, that do this, that mm-hmm. they schedule a time to go away, get out of town, and really talk about goals of their marriage mm-hmm. and their family and so forth, which for some people would go, gosh, that sounds so... No, I love that idea. It's, it's actually a really cool thing, and it creates more connection and more affection and more uh, mm-hmm. intimacy mm-hmm. Um, because... You want to kind of line things up together. Mm -hmm. Or just taking a trip without the kids once a year. And even if you're not going to do the whole planning thing, uh, there's so many couples that we talk to who um, have gone years without taking a vacation, just the two of them. You Mm -hmm. know, once they became parents, then it became about family vacations, which of course are important. Right. But it's always a family vacation. It's never a husband and wife vacation. Yeah, getting away. It's so important. Yeah. And those are typically different kinds of vacations. Yeah. And so the the parrots talk about, you know, getting together once a year and talking, reviewing your top 10 highlights Mm -hmm. of the year. You know, what were moments? I can think of a moment already for this year that I would put on that list. Uh, Buying a new air conditioning compressor? Um, No, that would not be it. Although I was happy to have cold AC when we installed it. Uh, There was a moment when we were on vacation, we were staying at the Woodlands Inn Uh and we were sitting outside by the pool and we had just ordered like strawberry lemonades and nachos all my uh, memories are food related somehow (laughs) and um, we were sitting there and it started to pour down rain luckily we were under this huge umbrella by the pool and everyone kind of scattered you know because no one wanted to be in the pool while it was really raining and there we were just happy under that umbrella with our strawberry lemonade and I remember (laughs) saying out loud this is a moment I will never forget it was just that wonderful little moment that I was just so happy that's a highlight I know that, a highlight for me. I would have put that on my list, actually, because we had to, a great vacation. So reviewing your top 10 highlights, and then they also talk about just char- charting your course for the coming year and um, asking the question, where are we going? Which mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a, uh, an episode on this podcast coming up um, about planning and thinking about what's coming up. So why do these little things make a difference? I mean, what is the point of really talking about these little things, especially when we're talking about daily connections? These things may seem like drops in a bucket. You know, do they really matter? But when you think about every day, something that happens week after week, month after month, 
those little drops make a big splash. It's really the key to connection. I yeah. mean, it's doing this with regularity and frequency and yeah, creativity. And because, yeah, you're filling up your spouse's love tank. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing, which may sound corny, but even research backs this up, mm-hmm. uh, that you do the little things over time, and they just really start to build up a lot of goodwill and positive sentiment override in your marriage. Yeah, when you see couples that are in their 80s or even 90s and they're holding hands and you go, oh, they're so cute. I would mm-hmm. love to have a marriage like that and so forth. Those those don't happen. Right. You know, just by, they don't just have chemistry and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. They have put the intentionality, mm-hmm. the intentional connecting uh, intimacy plan in place. They've built it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at a couple like that and say, oh, they just really lucked out. No, they didn't luck out. They built it along the way. Right. Which is what we're all about. So thanks to Les and Leslie Parrott for helping this episode along. I like those ideas of connecting. Yeah, that's good. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. We also hope you'll follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or question you'd like for us to discuss on this podcast, Podcast, send us an email to the Hursts, that's H U R S T S, at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our best to get it on the air for you. And we hope you will share the love by rating this podcast on iTunes. This helps us to have far more visibility. And if you write us a nice review, we'll try to give you a shout out on the air. Well, thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.